0: Good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, that you are doing fantastic. I am sending you all of my love, well wishes, good vibes, and positive intent your way to you, your family, and your friends. What a privilege and honor to be with you. As always, we've got a phenomenal episode of the show for you today. We have Damon Rich on, and we are talking about so many things, including how to survive a pandemic, epigenetics, and energetics. We dive deep. On this episode, we talk about uh, why the Sumerians were a cooperative civilization, the cutthroat nature of the elite U.S. universities, uh, hilarious and awesome Taco Bell story, uh, the Solomon proverb. Um, what else we got? I'm just going through the notes here. They're amazing. We'd go through some of the Bible, Ecclesiastes, and the King of Solomon, and what we can uh, learn from there. We talk about universal laws, consciously disengaging with technology, epigenetics, uh, luciferianism, King uh setting up laws at the highest level, and so much more. This is a deep dive. I know that you're going to enjoy this episode, and if you do enjoy it, please share it far and wide. Uh, that's the best thing you can do to support the show. You can uh, leave a review on iTunes. Please do do that, because the censorship is, is totally bonkers, so when you share these in Messenger and to your friends and your social media, uh, it really does help to get the word out, so thank you guys so very much. You can go to MattBelair.com and become a member. You can do so by donation. And if you need a free link, just let me know. I'm backing up all the episodes there. Um, but they did delete Patreon, so you can go there. If you want to contribute a couple bucks a month to support the show, it does go a long way, and I sincerely appreciate it. Um, but the best thing you can do to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Um, also, I want to thank my sponsor, TheGoodInside.com. They have the best uh, advanced cellular Heavy metal detox available spray. Uh, it is advanced Zeolite. I use it all the time and it is awesome. And you can get a uh, $50 off your first bottle when you go to thegoodinside.com forward slash Matt B M A T T B. So they're awesome. Check them out. And if you're a person who really wants to make a difference in this world, you wanna live your life purpose, you wanna go and get some massive clarity on your life, you wanna go from a job to a vocation and living your calling, uh, live life deliberately, overcome limiting beliefs and self-sabotage and really learn the tools for peak performance and use every ounce of your energy and your will to architect a life of meaning, of purpose and of value and contribution to the planet, hit me up, uh, mattbelair.com forward slash coaching. I can support you in many ways, including the Soul Compass course, the Quantum Heart Hypnosis series, and one-on-one coaching or group coaching through the Atomic Alchemy group, which you can actually join a client call as my guest. And uh, there's a lot of powerful tools for those of you guys who are really ready to put in the work. Um, There is a roadmap available. It is not that complicated. It's just the willingness to do it just in the same way. If you are not doing so well and you're out of shape, there is a roadmap for getting in phenomenal shape, but you have to make that commitment. And so if you're really ready to do those things i'd love to support you hit me up uh, matt at zenathlete.com or mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and that's it so as always the best way to support the show is three kind acts wherever you are in the world and let's just uh get into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, faith, empowerment, courage, power, connection, and get ready to enjoy this phenomenal episode with Damon Rich. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are overcoming extreme censorship. If you want to support this show, please share episodes far and wide. Leave a review. Um, consider becoming a member at mapbelair.com because they have deleted the uh, Patreon and they're deleting episodes, so it's a backup. Everything's over there. Um, but most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest is an epigeneticist and co-author of a new book entitled, How to Survive a Pandemic. He's here today to share some insights into not only the current pandemic we are facing, but potential ones on the horizon and how to best prepare for them. Welcome to the show, Dame Rich. Hey, man. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. Well, I'm so excited to dive into this show because we're going to talk about how to survive a pandemic. Pandemic, but you have a very interesting background on epigenetics and health, and um, also self exploration and study. You know, before we we got on here, we're talking about you know the Sumerian tablets and some deep topics that you're very familiar with. So uh, you're very very well rounded. You're very knowledgeable in a lot of areas, not just this. And so I'd love to just um, kick it off with a little bit about your background. You know, how did you uh, get to where you are today, to writing this book and, and mastering these several fields that you're in?
1: Wow, I give all honor to God because I actually even shouldn't even be here. So I know that he's giving me these experiences and even giving me this opportunity to be able to share um, information and knowledge for us to grow as individuals, because this is the only way we're going to, to heal the world. This is all the problems in the world. We don't need to look to Congress or the president or a particular political party or, or governing agency. It's, it starts with us. And all we need to do is work on us. and. And, and, and we talked earlier, you know, one of the things that drew me to you was your edict about if you want, you know, if you want true power, look within. And this is a concept that's completely foreign to us. And the more educated you are, the more foreign it is. So I was very blessed, very blessed to have both my parents to be able to work and sacrifice to have private education Um, 11 out of the 12 years. I, I, the only year I didn't have an education um, in, in grade school was uh, the, uh, my junior year. And I did that to go get some extra math at a public school, so I could actually end up going to do with them. And I ended up going there and um, you know, thought I was gonna do the computer engineering and all these things. And it was just completely miserable. It was almost worse than you know, grade school in the sense that um, um, you know, the private school, you know, highly competitive, where it should be an education environment, but it's highly competitive. Um, and there's a lot of uh, barriers to break. You know, there's gender barriers, definitely racial barriers. And, and then it doesn't matter if it's a Christian school or Catholic school, or any of these things. These elements exist. And you get to U of M and that, like I would be, you know, in my class, if you got a 30% on your test, you, they would you know, they would run you up, you know, the, the curve. They would run the curve. If you have what they would call it, but they basically make a 30, 100%. Right, and then was it the else, bell curve? Yeah, it, but it was a weird bell curve. It was just like if you got a thirty, whoever was the highest, now you're at a hundred, right? So if you got a seventeen percent on the test, you know what I mean? You you're actually doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this is this is what we're what we're dealing with, and I was really blessed to deal with it. So I, I wasn't really doing well. I was I was studying hard. I was doing these things, but it wasn't really translating. In my first year, I did actually pretty good, you know, considering you know. Uh, but you know, after my second year, but I was able to get blessed, you know, and just in, I learned a lesson in just doing the small things the right way all the time. Worked in a computer lab, was making minimum wage, and there used to be this. He wasn't a crazy guy, but they considered him this crazy guy because he'd come in with this wild hair, older dude, like 60-year-old Caucasian male, wild hair, and he had these thick glasses. Like we talk about coca blacks glasses, like. No, this guy actually had him. He had these thick glasses and he looked like (laughs) the nutty professor morphed into, you know, 40, 50 years later, right? And and he had a problem with a printer jam. And he came to me, he said, hey, can you help me with my printer jam? I said, hey, no problem. You know, this is what I'm here to do. Went, stopped what I was doing, helped him with his printer jam. And when I did that, he looked at me and he said, hey, how would you like to work at um, Ford Motor Company? And at the time, um, like I said, it's very very competitive. As soon as you get into these schools, like freshmen, I had a lot of friends that end up not becoming friends anymore because you start trying to work for these companies, Fortune 500 companies, you know, Dow 30 companies, they're taking the very, 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 very top students, right? So Matt, you and I could have ended up going to school together, all of our lives have been friends, but if we go to the same college, now we're kind of enemies. I can't help you study. Um, you know, I can't. If you missed a class, I can't give you my notes. This is this is the, this is the, and we'll get into this later. But this is the pervasive attitude. It's very, it's it's capitalistic, right? So if the capitalistic world is outside what everyone's trying to get to, you know, that just disseminates down and in schools like that. They're very cooperative, right? So you so you start talking about the Sumerian civilizations, the Mayan civilizations. These were very, very, very wise civilizations. But so more than that, they were cooperative. Cooperative civilizations, right? So the hierarchy wasn't about who's the man or who's the woman. The hierarchy, person on top, was actually the one that was serving most, right? Um, we start talking about um, characters in civilization, like uh, throughout history, like um, Mother Teresa, who's very, very highly regarded in the East. Think about her, servant servanthood. We start talking about um, Jesus, right? Um, from Christianity, servant, right? He was the high He's regarded as the highest, the highest leader, but servant attitude, right? So this is what these civilizations get into: more servitude, more cooperative, right? We're into more capitalistic, which the root word of capitalism is to capitalize. So my job is to capitalize, to to go ahead and completely smush you down to nothing, bad, so I can advance and get profit and things of that nature. So where are these concepts taught? Well, they're taught right from the very beginning in kindergarten, right? And they just continue to progress on as we get through school. And then when it gets to college, that's the real thing. Because you, you're at the college, you're right at the, right the five-yard line to, quote-unquote, real life, right? <laughs> Doing your nine to five, making your 150, 200000 a year, getting your house in the suburbs, blah, 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 getting your car and things of that nature. So like I said, very competitive. And so they had a program called Ford College Graduate where um, Ford would interview freshmen to seniors. You had to have a minimum of 3.4 to even get interviewed. And then from there, you would enter your program. And if you entered the program, whatever a few people they would select, you know, you would get a job and then you know, they would pay for grad school. And then they kind of like set you, it was kind of like getting like, you ever see the movie Goodfellas, it's like once you get made, it's like you're in, right? And that's what that kind of in, yeah, you know, for like for the for for, for the So um, so all my friends, you know, scratching and clawing, none of them even got an interview. There were very few. We did know some people that did get an interview. I had like a 2.7. Um, and a lot of us were like 2.9 struggling, right? But you know, there was a few people with a 3.4, 3.5, um, but then they didn't even make it in, right? But um God allowed me to go right past that line. And just because I was nice to this gentleman that everyone made fun of. Um, he said how, how would you like to have a job boot murder company in yeah. actually i took that i remember i remember this i was at my mom's house i took the interview in my bedroom and um the guy asked me some questions and he just told me i thought i got it wrong he told me he's like <laughs> he said i i I'd answer i actually remember what it was but the thing was the answer the question was if you're starting up a, a unix machine what's the first thing that boots up and i said something but the answer was actually the answer, I remember the answer, the answer was the kernel. And he said, yeah, you got one. It he was only asking me two questions, you know? And he's like, yeah, but he said, okay, so I want you to study this. You need to know this, blah, 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 blah. And of course, you don't really need to know this because none of the stuff you learn in college you use in real life at all. And none of the stuff you learn in grade school you use in real life. Tell me how many times you've done negative fractions times negative fractions in real life. <laughs> or imaginary numbers. Or rational numbers. Or polynomials. Or trinomials. Or calculus or pre calculus so so none of the stuff you actually learn you actually use so uh um, so that was fine but I was able to get that opportunity from that opportunity God bless me at a very young age I'm 19 I'm making a lot of money my friends are struggling and making a lot of money and I'm seeing things I'm picking up on things picking up how how corporate works um because I would come there I'm like okay man I'm in the big leagues now I would come you know suited and booted at my briefcase I had no Man, I had no papers, right? But but I always saw my dad. So this is why these <laughs> images are important. So my dad, he always brought a briefcase to work, right? So I'm just like, hey man, I'm doing my thing. And that was very intimidating for someone who was 19. Um, you know, I'm considered pretty tall in the society. I'm about 6'4, 6'5. So tall, very skinny at the time, I was like a buck 80, right? At the time. So I was very noticeable, right? So you have this young kid coming up here. My attitude was, yeah, I'm trying to take it over. But I wasn't even trying to take it over, I'm just trying to, like, you know what I mean, get a get a job, pay my credit card bills, you know, that I did stupid stuff as a freshman and all this stuff like that. And so I began to see, so, you know, I had this guy come up to me. He's like, hey, Max, I want you to know, babe, we just got have a high-level meeting with all the directors. And they said, whatever you do, make sure Damon doesn't advance in this company. And so that took me for a loop. Um, because, like I said, I had grown up, my parents had worked very hard. They saw it in the 80s. The shift and the change that was going on in Detroit and you know you and I talked earlier about a lot of things being intentional so you have these um like for example shootings in Chicago we have these things like that these are not happenstantial these are very intentional you've studied poverty you've studied about hunger and so we you know we have these all these campaigns we're going to save the world we're going to try to save the hunger and, and all this stuff it's just like that's been going on since I was a kid. That's been going on for 40 years. And, and, every, and people are more hungry than they've ever been in their life. <laughs> right? I mean, if Congress didn't pass the bill for those kids to get the extra $300 a month, what did they say? you had extra like 20 or 30 million kids in poverty. And we're supposed to be the leading, foremost, smartest nation, the best nation and all this stuff. But percentage wise, we're up there with probably anyone else in terms of poverty and kids eating and things of that nature. So my parents kind of saw the shift, how they were allowing things to happen within, you know, you know, the political ranks, of uh, the police ranks and things like that to destroy the neighborhood. So they sacrificed really hard to be able to move me out in the suburbs. So I always was the only so called African American. I don't know if we ever, I don't know if we'll have time to get into that. Maybe that's a, another show we can do, but so I was always, um, I was always in a, in a very, I was the most diverse person in my environment, but I was very accepted in a lot of different areas. And I don't know what was happening behind the scenes and the, the conversations that were happening at the dinner table when I wasn't there, but when I was there, you know, it was a lot of po- positivity and I was able to have it establish a lot of relationships and things of that nature. So, so when it got to now I'm in the corporate world, um, I didn't understand the dynamics and the threat. And so it was it was very sad to me because number one in all my college classes, like I said, I'm, I'm at a big 10 school. I never heard anything about corporate politics. Now, I, I, I barely knew politics, right? I mean, I'm not even voting, right? I mean, I'm barely voting age, barely knew that. Now we're talking about corporate politics and that's a whole nother game that I had to learn. And what I began to see was that much like I saw it kind of like in school done in a level but much at a greater level you know there are people that control things that are able to marginalize to their own detriment you know people who are willing to work hard people who are willing to you know dot their i's and cross the t's and things of that nature that becomes very threatening so so with that you know your mind gets open so already as a kid just like when you know you studied poverty and things like that at a very young age, which is, you know, very valuable. I just kind of added that to the repertoire. So now being in college, you're being exposed to people from different backgrounds. So people start to start talking to you about ancient Egypt, Kemen, you know, you know, all these little different things. And you know, like I said, coming up in, in a Christian background, you know, these a lot of these things automatically are just without even knowing what it's about, it's just labeled as the devil. Anything that's not taught within the, the, the square box of the church is automatically done right and so for me it was just looking at some of this stuff and just like okay some of this stuff makes sense some of this doesn't but maybe there's a correlation to this maybe there's a correlation to that and I had learned a long time ago about that this was in the 90s about the correlation to food and health but I was too young to really understand the the implications in terms of um uh, 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 you know, court. You know, the, the 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 larger goal. You know, why you need to have people unhealthy. You know, the is. We'll talk about this later. Society has built itself to the point where you. It's impossible to get the people healthy because society will collapse. Our society only runs and thrives if the majority of society is sick and getting sicker. Um. So so I begin. So so it's kind of easy once you see that and people start talking about the way things used to be see that, was more loving, it's more inclusive, it's kind of it's easy to kind of open up and be like, oh, okay, you know, I can't take all of it, right? I can't consume all of it, but let me just break off this little piece, right? So this is just year after year, breaking off a little piece, you find a new thread, breaking off understanding more from a global perspective, because everything you consume, you got to be able to look at it from a local perspective where you are, and then the perspective within the time, the perspective outside of the time. Um, You know, you start talking about studying poverty at age 14 and famine, I guarantee you the conditions and the parameters that existed when you studied them are the same conditions that exist today, but you don't, it's very hard to make that connection because it seems that things have changed because they'll change the outside, they'll change the, the outside environment. So for giving an example, when I was in college, one of the places that we knew not to eat at was Taco Bell. It was the last time I ate at Taco Bell. We used to eat at Taco Bell. This is late 90. We eat at Taco Bell. and We said, we're not going to stop eating here because the food was trash, right? I stopped eating at Taco Bell. Now, now listen to this. This is sometimes when you even know the right thing to do, they can still get you with deception, with, like I said, this deception with how things look, how they were to frame things. So the Taco Bells recently, they know this. They know people, a lot of people like yourself, myself, your listeners are health conscious, so you know they'll add you know different things to the menu, but for the same, for the most part, it's still the same poor quality of food. In terms, and there's nothing. Listen, if anyone's eating Taco Bell, listen, I may grab a Taco Bell tonight. There's nothing wrong with having Taco Bell. Tonight. <laughs> we're just you know, we're just talking about this from a from an a, from an exposure standpoint to say like okay, because there's a lot of things that I eat and do that aren't ideal. But, but it's good that we know that they're not ideals. We can gradually work towards doing something better. So this is not a judgment thing, not at all. But, so Taco Bell, they know this. What they did was they made an investment. They said, listen, what we're gonna do is we're gonna go around, we're gonna change the facade. We're gonna change the, the facade of these Taco Bells. We're actually going to change the way these Taco Bells look. We're gonna put plate glass on them. We're gonna have the tall 20, 30 foot ceilings because this is what the millennials, Gen X is. This is what they like. They like nice, open, airy spaces. Matt, they made this Taco Bell look so good. I told them, like, let's come up a little bit here. And I I started eating Taco Bell, right? And I started going (laughs) to this particular Taco Bell, and I'm sitting there eating it in the store, like I'm at, like, you know, like Ruth Chris, you know, steakhouse or something, right? (laughs) And, but this is is how they're able to do that. But this is the same ingredients, if not worse than where it was when we stopped eating Taco Bell, right? That, That hasn't changed. So this is how we're able to, a lot of things are able to get masked. So as I started to get this information, once I'm able to tie something back to the way things used to be, there's a there's a proverb that's not talked about in any type of religious circles. But a, a wise man, his name was Solomon. He said that um, there was nothing new under the sun. He said the thing that has been is the thing that will be. So if you were studying poverty at age 14, whatever conditions. And the reasons that poverty was existing, it's still going to be the same conditions and reasoning now. And you just go ahead and just go ahead and back that up to the 1800s. You know the the you know the you know, the early to the, the turn of the millennial, the millennium. You know things like that. You just keep on going, and you'll always see there's always been a hierarchy, and a class, classism, and there's always been ways in which you can you 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 use um um visuals to make something appear something that is not. So I'm, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna, there's no such thing as the middle class, but I'm gonna make the middle class because I'm gonna give them these high paying jobs. I'm giving these high paying jobs. Like, like here's the thing, you gotta ask yourself, why would Ford pay someone $150,000 a year to run their assembly? Here's why. Ford will do that because you're, you're 20, you, you get your car, you get married, and you're you're 40 50 your kid turns 16 what type of car are you going to buy your kid hmm. a Ford right and their kids are going to have Ford so by the time you get done 20 30 years later you got a whole family of Ford's they make money off the, the car the warranty the every oil change every service so that's there's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a science behind this in which we're just going to get all the money back anyway. Because we're going to tax them all the way up to kazoo. So before you even spend a dime, you're already taxed 30, 35%. And that's on top of taxes that you pay for property taxes. Every time you eat a piece of gum, every time you flush the toilet, you get taxed on that. The water, water and sewage, I don't know, you guys are in Canada, but the States, water and sewage, any any type of sewage that you create, you get billed for that, you get taxed for that. So you get taxed 30, 35% before you touch anything. Then you have your property taxes you get taxed when you eat you get taxed when you use the restroom now you're buying their products at the end of the day you really don't have any so you know they say it's a middle class but all something has to do is something like corona has to come and stop production for a couple of months and now we have people committing suicide we have families breaking up they got to spend time with one another although that was always the goal to be able to spend time with your family so, as I began to see some of these things, piece these things together, I could just, I was just kind of on this journey. And I began to see you know, one great eye opening thing. I took an enrichment course at a college over uh, where I used to live, and it just talk, talked about all the religions, you know. So I was like, okay, I get to see things from another person's perspective, I and mean, mainly study a lot of Eastern religions and, and not so much studying it from the standpoint of, um, you know, you know application or following or anything of that nature but just kind of understanding where okay where are you getting this from why do you feel this way right but I was like okay if i can see these points are consistent so you're doing this meditation over here and, and, and there's really meditation over in the bible or something like that and then we have epigenetics so it's just like okay so we're using three different words for the the, the, the you know the, the same thing but you know let's talk about you know how do we get this result so how do we are able to um how we're able to um conceptualize things in a way in which multiple um b- multiple um sorry something just came on the screen
0: oh yeah, yeah. To- you, well uh, where i wanted to go with this is um you know your background is really interesting because i looked at you know the bio and yeah. what you created and there's kind of like three topics that i wanted to touch on because you've gone through sure. like a very interesting journey Um, to kind of get where you are today. And you've got the epigenetics and energetics, which I think is incredibly fascinating. And then you've got the book, um, How to Survive a Pandemic, and there's some practical information in there. Um, And also this understanding that there's nothing new under the sun which yes. is interesting. So, you know, my curiosity is like, okay, if they're going to design and architect these things, is there room for a solution? You know, so what can we share with our lit- listeners on, um, you know, what they should do during these times, because you've got financial, you've got food, you've got um, all these things that, you know, I don't think that we should be fearful of, but we should be aware of. It's kind of like, sure. you know, if you go out surfing and you don't know what a riptide is, you can get harmed. Um, but if you know what a riptide is, you can avoid it and be okay. Okay. And so same with outdoor survival or anything else, they can be dangerous situations. And if you're not equipped with the right knowledge or foresight, they can become dangerous and you can be harmed from them. Um, but they don't necessarily need to be if you have the foresight and also the spiritual understanding. And that's been kind of my go-to um, lately is just going through all these spiritual texts on fear and understanding transformation and you know, putting my faith and understanding in, in a God or a creator or life itself. Um, And understand that this bigger picture isn't up to me. So um, I I don't know where you want to start or where's most important, but I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your book and why you wrote it and some tactics that the listeners can be aware of. And then, you know, getting in a little bit of uh, epigenetics and energetics. But then we were also talking about Cosmic Slop, uh, the movie where we're going into really deep concepts and uh, you know about ets and, and and how they might be here so um, yeah so all, those are the kind of things I want to wanted to kind of start addressing sure
1: so the book how to became a pandemic so actually God showed me the pandemic back in uh, 2019 but I didn't know it was a pandemic but I saw it. but he just showed me everything being shut down virus you know and lack of operation and things being shut down and so by the time at least in the States, like things started to shut down around March, 2020. And I began to understand, you know, kind of what that was. I began to start writing things, but I began to write it from the perspective of not so much what was happening to us in the Corona, but just from a perspective of, you know, how did we, how did we get here? Because anything, so there's a spiritual law, anything that occurs in the earth, in terms of dearth and famine, particularly, black famine is derived from anything that happens tangibly, um, is derived from something that occurred uh, uh, tangibly, naturally, uh, natural, but uh, translated spiritually, and that got judged. So spiritually, there were things that have occurred, um, there were things that were done tangibly on earth that got translated spiritually into something that Um, had a very negative connotation in terms of being harmonious with the earth each other and god's laws so now so now and and, and this is so i I haven't talked about this on any of the other interviews i've done about the book because i feel like this is a a great form and i feel like you know you have a very open mind to this so i talk a little bit about this in the book i don't really get very very deep into it but so what's going on is going to happen with this coronavirus. And see, the, the coronavirus, what's going on with the pandemic now is more than just corona, okay? So this is, like I said, there's no new thing under the sun. So when you're looking at something, when you're right up on something, it's hard to be able to understand what you're looking at unless you take a deeper view and you got to kind of have a, a 40,000 foot view. So the forty thousand foot view. Look at look at what happened in Venezuela. Just uh, look what happened in Venezuela a few months ago with the uh, with the snow, right? Um, look at what happened with the fires in Europe. If you look at all these things, all these major scenarios that are so-called quote-unquote disasters, they're not isolated. They're actually working in tandem together to create a bigger effect. So, just think about it like this like the movie, when they introduced the Marvel movies, they first introduced Iron Man, right? And then you had Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America. But they did all of that because at the end of the day, they knew 2022 20, movies in, what well, we're bringing everybody together and we're going to have this super duper duper superhero villain type movie. And that is what's going on now. So, what happened last year was just a shot across the pile. What did it show us? It showed us that we're very unprepared. Um, look what happened in Texas. I believe that happened earlier this year uh, where it snowed in Texas and by day two over 105 people had died because Texans they don't have heat furnaces for the most part. Um, people were starving and things like that. This is only two days in. Now keep in mind some of the stuff that happens in other continents, you have people starving for years, right? They were only two days in. they couldn't survive. So it's really show it really I bad to look at this I said man our schooling is all about preparing us for what we don't need to know and then the things we need to know you know we we're not able to, to know so this is what the book it, it actually bridges it first starts out by bridging that gap you can read a free preview on it at slash pandemic you can read a free free preview of that and it actually helps you formulate okay, why are we at the point where we are today? Why don't we have a stock supply for six months to 12 months or things of that nature? Because the shutdown wasn't that long. It shouldn't have had that type of a dramatic effect, but it did. So um, so it gets into that. And then it just gets into the practical things. So it's about more than just a pandemic. Definitely more than just COVID because what we're going to be experiencing is going to be more than just COVID. COVID is eventually going to go away, but all the other uh, residual effects of um, what's going on in the earth is still going to linger and there's going to be some pain felt from that. So, and you saw CNN just released. so something we've already, we already put these predictions in the book. Like I said, a lot of this stuff was done a year, year and a half ago. CNN already talked about the supply chain is basically shot. They already know come this December, January, it's going to be a lot of pain and We've seen famines in other places in the world and we've seen problems that's never, those problems have never come to roost over in America. And we're going to unfortunately be seeing that for the first time very soon.
0: Yeah, shoot. Well, that, all that's kind of frightening stuff. And one of these, one of these, um, instagram things i saw come up with so simple it said you know all humans really need to know is uh you know how to eat food you know hunt and and know you know where they can get vegetables and forage they need to get clean water and they need a shelter that's it and we and most people you know can't do any of those things including Mm -hmm. myself which is like trying to wonder like okay what was my education for like i've been on the on this planet for 37 years and i you know i don't even know um, you know how to do any of those things it's really interesting so um, yeah it does seem like they have this plan right and if you're curious about what it is you can always sign up to the world economic forum um, you know the people anything with the world in it world health organization world economic forum united nations stuff like that and read the books of klaus schwab and and those characters and they say what they're going to do and so when we're looking at this from your perspective move, moving forward are you kind of optimistic or are you pessimistic um about how it's gonna um roll out some people believe that this is the great awakening where this old system of people and elites that keep rolling out these new resets and these um you know global architecture schemes uh, it's the end of the road for them um and some people mm-hmm. think okay this is going to be really hard for us to go and we might have like a 10-year um challenge or famine or whatever the sure. case is going to be. So from, from your perspective, what are you thinking? Yeah, and that's a great, and that's a,
1: actually a great question. And that answer, I, I'm able to answer it more maturely now than I would have before. Because, you know, growing up just a numbers guy and engineer and all that stuff, you just put all the stuff into the equation and whatever the machine spits out. So pessimist, pessimistic, pessimistic. So the answer to that question depends on what side of the equation you choose to be on right now. Right. So the person that you're determined to be right, the person that you want to be right now will determine what that what when transpires, what this will mean for you. It is it's, it's the exact analogy of Robin. Depending on who you are, he was a, either a great guy or a terrorist or a bank robber. Right. If he was a, if you were rich, you hate him. If you're poor, he's your champion. And that, as simple as that analogy is, it's the same thing here. So you're right, as part of the great awakening, there's gotta be some, you have to, right now what we're going through is an error correction. The, the equation is being rebalanced. So the equation, you know this from what you studied with famines and things of that nature, the equation has always been like this. So now we need to rebalance the equation, make it more level for everyone. So in doing that, the, the something's going to get crunched because we're because we live in a closed the physical world is a closed system so you can't this is what you would learn in with um the laws of thermodynamics isaac newton and those things like that a are you system, talking
0: about firmament type of closed system i'm talking about
1: closed system where matter or whatever matter exists energy cannot be added to Energy can only be transferred, it can't be added to or taken away. So whatever we're dealing with, this is this is what we're dealing with. So if, this, if, it, if we're dealing with a, a, a million units of energy and, and that represents everything that happens in, in the world, if we're dealing with the, and, and and the social corporations or the bad people, or whatever, they have 800,000 of those units, right? The only way to balance this, the only way to get a uh, hunger starvation, these 200,000 units and poverty and homelessness, this, this has to take from this. That's the only way that happens. Because this it's a closed system. There's not an infinite amount of money, real money. There's not an infinite amount of time. There's not an infinite amount of space. Everything is fixed when we start talking about the earth. There's only fixed so much. So if there's any type of position where someone's getting more or less is happening within the same equation, Everyone's being affected by it.
0: And you, and you shared something earlier as an Einstein quote, and I think that that was uh, really relevant and optimistic. And I like your perspective too, because it's the same idea where it says, okay, look, there's something very serious happening right now. And we're all making individual choices, but based on how you perceive this situation and how you are going to respond of your own free will will determine the outcome you receive. So some people chose to go get, you know, a couple shots in their arm. Hopefully they'll be okay. Um, yes. You know, I, I hope they'll be okay. And, uh, but from the research that I've done, it looks like that probably isn't a wise choice, something that sure. I'm going to avoid um, as much as possible and, you know, fight to fight as much as necessary to prevent that. And so, but millions of people signed up for that, you know, millions and millions of people decided to do that, you know, and, and rather than take the accountability to look for the, you know, uh, what a solution could be, what a resolution, you know, some people I know got it just for sports tickets, some got it for travel. And, you know, for me, it's like, okay, what's your character, you know, for this, how much do you need from Babylon? Right. You know, everything's got to stay the same. So in order to stay in Babylon, you're going to have to submit to this new type of nonsense. And now on the other side, you're going to have people who are going to go outside the system and look for solutions and say, look, I'm willing to give up this material realm that I know there's something in my gut and in my soul that is saying that this isn't correct. So I have to trust that there's going to be another solution. And I think for those people that there, there will be. So I'd love for you to share that Einstein quote in that, uh, yeah. you know, how we talked about, I, you put it a certain way, like the energy or consciousness or something yeah. like that. So, so this is-
1: this is very important because everyone knows Einstein for E equals MC squared, which is incorrect. See, now you have a lot of the top physicists are coming out and saying that equation is incorrect. And actually, as a youngster, I actually kind of just figured that it, it equation was incorrect because you can't quantify energy. First of all, the speed of light doesn't even travel at the speed of light. That, that's a true physics fact. The, the speed of light is like what? 186,000 miles per second per second. Speed of light doesn't even travel at the speed. So, so this is something that has been known and verified. So, so that's without dispute, but we have someone who was so numbers-based, right? Mathematical, logical, allegedly, but he came out and said, the field, the energy field that you create with your mind, the field, what you just talked about, your mind is the sole governing agency of the particle. So that is just a lot of technical babble for your mind creates your environment. this is a guy who taught us n equals mc squared he was like none none of that i mean in practicum none of that stuff really even matters It's really is really this right so all this these physics and all these all these equations no it really just comes down to this and unfortunately we're living in in a day and age where the information age information is very dangerous if you go back to if you information is a burden you know you just said Like only thing we need to really worry about is knowing how to eat, knowing how to, you know, shelter, knowing how to love. Really everything else is really, that's icing on the cake. Problem is when you get into concept of information and trying to be well-versed, this is what you find out. This is what I was alluding to earlier. This is what you know. The more that you learn, the more you find out, you still need to learn something. So it becomes a burden. It actually becomes a burden. This is what actually happened to one of the greatest kings that ever lived, his name was King Solomon. And if you read, this is something that's never talked about in the church. you will never hear it in the church. If you read a book he wrote called Ecclesiastes, the whole, it's only about 12 chapters. The rest of the, the whole six or six, last six or seven chapters, he just talks about how depressed he was because all he knew was knowledge and all that was was a burden. So the problem is going on today when people are putting out information about shots and about vaccines and, and not doing vaccines, There's always more information to know. Like they said, do your research. The research you could have done, you could have thought that was good research, Matt. Only come to find out it was something deeper or that research was incorrect. And I know that's happened to me. Matt, I've done some deep research on different languages of the world, like original Semitic languages of the world, right? Some deep research, like, Matt, I had research, Matt, I I actually have a book that's over 1,000 years old. I have a book that's 1,100 years old. I actually go on auctions. yes i would go on auctions i would look for certain specific dictionaries like this stuff is so old Like i haven't even i don't even open it it's like in saran wrap it's completely out it's over a thousand years old you i want to
0: see I, do you have it on you i want to see that thing That's, no i don't <laughs> I actually i actually have it
1: no i it actually it's actually at our other place i actually moved it because we're, we're packing up some stuff so but yeah it's a it's a thousand years old and it cost me a grip, but I got it because I'm like, I need, if I can get this piece of information, this will prove this, right? So the thing is, you're all, you're always at the mercy of what information that you know, right? Kind of like what's going on right now, people are very upset with what's going on with, with Congress. It doesn't matter if you're Republican, Democrat, or independent, everyone's upset with even their own party. Now come to find out, now they're saying the reason that why Certain things aren't moving along, or, or certain parties are have things, you know, stalled. Is because people who are running for one as one party are really another party. So, so in other words, I could be—I'm just going you know, to—I won't use Republican Democrat because I, I could be a Libertarian at heart, but running as a Republican. But you think I'm a Libertarian? So you're voting me for being a Libertarian. So this is what's going on. So now we're seeing people. Who are or a certain position? So the problem with information and researching is, you know, we got to keep things simple. So this is the curse that actually end up happening with men, uh, with uh, humanity, with us being cursed with knowledge. Because now you have the thirst for knowledge. Now you just have to acquire more knowledge and more and more knowledge. Like you said, you, you spend all your time your whole life acquiring knowledge, and you don't even have the basic things. Like up until recently, I couldn't even grow a single piece of food for myself, and I'm talking about. Like I said, I had one of the top private school educations there was. Even my public school education, it was one of the top public schools that they were. Actually, my school, Scott McNeely, who used to be the world's third richest person, went to my school. Scott McNeely, the mega billionaire, Sun Microsystems, sold his company to Oracle. He went to my school. This is this is where I went. So so we've been to the, we've had the, the top schooling, right? But I, I never knew how to grow a piece of food. I never knew where the cleanest source of water was. We talk about that in the book. The cleanest source of water is in the ground, not the stuff that's contaminated with waste that they try to get up to speed to have you drink. The cleanest source of water is in the ground because it gets filtered. God designed that natural filtration system. Um, there's a guy, his name is uh, LeVar Ball. You may have heard of him. He's a pretty loud individual, but he has some sons that play in the NBA. He actually went. He was smart. He actually went and bought a mining company over in Russia, and they mine water from this from this mountain that's all built of limestone. Mountains built of limestone, and they're deep underneath. So they they drill down thousands of feet, and they get this water. And if they don't if they don't even need to clean it. It's the purest water because anyone will tell you that the longer the a water has to travel down a rock, and especially a rock like limestone man, by the time you get a couple of hundred feet deep, you have the cleanest drinking water. In the world. So everyone has this ability. I talk about that. Look, everyone has the ability to have clean drinking water. We don't and have
0: that. I've also heard too from one of the um, one of the articles I read that was talking about this and how to prepare. It said, you know, don't worry. One of the good one of the good things is that water is everywhere. Like it's everywhere. under your feet everywhere. Your feet. And yeah, you know, it's, it's so interesting what you're saying because it's so simple, right? You get one of the top educations in the world, but you that alone you still can't survive as a human every other species no. can survive uh, other than us and when you're talking about yes. you know the information there's like now information overload overload there and go. there's so much misinformation and there's so much entertainment where people are you know um, you know, sharing these things and and it's more like entertainment and it might be true and it might be not. And I, I constantly think about that with the podcast and my work. I'm like, is this beneficial? Am I helping? What are the solutions? And really try to keep asking me that, myself that question because I want to figure out useful information. And like you said, being able to grow um, and hunt and have community and uh, simple stuff, like how to be a human. Like if it all goes to crap, can you survive? You should be able to do yeah. that. And that's paramount yeah. knowledge. And it's one of the things like Being a martial artist my whole life, just being secure in my own body to know that if I need to defend myself, I can. Not that I could take every single person on the planet, but to know that I should be able to defend myself in most situations. I don't have to walk around in fear. It gave me the confidence to travel and do all these other things that I've done because I had that self confidence, that self awareness in what I was capable of doing was a function of a, a human being to be able to protect itself. In a scary environment, you know, where there's some uh, frightening stuff going on. Um, You know, there's actually a circumstance today um, where, as in the store, and this guy, there's a sketchy guy in there, and, um, you know, he was stealing. Right and uh, you know I basically was just like then it was all women. I said, "Hey, do you want me to stay?" They said, "Yeah." And uh, you know, so they they confronted him, and I was there, and he was stealing. I was like, "Here, let me just buy that for you." And so wow. you know, th- that was like, "Okay, let's de escalate that situation." But I wasn't worried about. It. I wasn't thinking about how do I take this guy out if he if he right. gets upset. It's like how do I de escalate? That's a part of that knowledge right that's a right. part of how to do that right there you know you just you just move it and so it's it's it allows you not to be like oh no like what if he freaks out what if you know all these different things where people who are not trained don't know and so you know when we look at this thing of like the the information overload and stuff what do you find, what do you think the solution is and how do we you know i like the idea of like the best knowledge well i feel like we should know our history because that'll help us know where we're going so that's useful um but we do need basic knowledge of how to be a human being and survive here. Um, But when you're talking about knowledge specifically and research coming from a background where you really are deep into that, including epigenetics and energetics, which I'd love for you to dive into, uh, how do we remedy that situation? So we're not like constantly, you know, and that's, um, it's rabbit hole after rabbit hole, and it's just so infinite. There's not enough time. And um, you know, it is a problem for sure.
1: Yeah. And so, I mean, the, the very, Blunt, rigid, non, you know, smooth way to kind of disengage from that is just to disengage. You know, you see stars all the time. I saw there used to be a movement. I don't know if you remember this, but I don't know if it was over up in, in where you are, but where we were in this, it was this movement. This was about 12 years ago. This was this was about two or three years after Facebook got real popular. There was this movement, it was by it was by house so it was women who were staying at home with their children. And they're like, nah, we're getting off Facebook. But this is going to ruin our lives. This is this is like 2008. So Facebook is, remember, early 2000s, it was like MySpace. And then we transitioned to Facebook, right? So everyone's still trying to really understand how this is working, what it did. So they're like, nah, we're going to get off this. Thing. I remember seeing that. I was like, wow, okay, so they're already saying this this is mass movement for anti-Facebook. You see a lot of stars, Selena Gomez. She said that she got off of social media because it ruined her life. Um, you know, Mac Miller, you have so many different people who who have committed suicide who are not with us today or had their self-esteem directly affected that. Vanessa Hudgeson just said something recently about how that tore her up people were talking about 10-pound weight gain and things of that nature. So I mean you kind of think about think about what the use of a phone was you know, even 15 years ago, right? I remember I used to use Blackberries and it was very good for calling, very good for texting and you just wanted some basic information. But now they have it so that, man, during COVID, you, I couldn't even order food from the Red Robin because I didn't have a phone. And I refused to kind of do, I'm like, no, I'm not just, want to order this. I'm not doing this where I have to have my phone for everything. Did you have to have your phone for everything Think about it. Matt, your phone opens up your hotel room now your phone is is a basically a requirement for anything banking. Your phone, like I was actually, I actually went to my bank because I forget, because I didn't know my internet password. So not the mobile, just the internet password. I just needed that reset or something like that. I go into the branch. Now these people know me. I go into the branch. They know who I am. I still give them my license. They know me. Hey, dame. Blah 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 blah. They're like, okay, we reset it. Um, do you have your phone with you? Because we're going to send the reset to your phone. I'm like, man, I'm here. Can you just tell me what the new password is? They couldn't even do that. So they had to send it to my phone. I had to go home. Wait till, you know, I got that. So it's just, we, we, so, so, so here's another law. Anything that is occurring in the earth that's detrimented to you, you've allowed it. Apple sells 80 million, Apple sells 80 million iPhones a quarter, 80 million. Right? This does not include Android. This is just Apple. Apple sells about 80 million iPhones a quarter. This is how they became one of the first trillion-dollar companies. So, so when you think about this, this is something that we've allowed because we've allowed, you know, somehow we've allowed them to have now banking must be done on phone. You know, we've allowed, you know, we've done this under the guise of technology and convenience. But now what they're finding out is. You're able to copy those codes for the hotel that's on your phone. And now people, and this has happened all the time, people are coming in each other's room and one person came into someone's room and they killed them because they wouldn't you know speak to them and you know they were trying to you know get to them and get to know them and were able to do it. They were able to do that. So so really it's about it's about disengaging. It's about what are the things that are important. So this is why the pandemic this is why this is why the shutdown first happened because you notice the shutdown people started to see like, wow, I don't really need to be out here spending money like that. Wow, I can work from home. But the ones who wanted to, wow, I can be here with my family and build and things of that nature. So what did that start doing to the economy? It starts bringing down the economy. So it shows that our economy is really based on a lot of stuff that we don't need, a lot of information that we don't need. So like for me, where I'm at now to be able to get disciplined now, that's taking some time because I used to like things like. the I used to like watching like Washington NFL. I used to play fantasy football. I used to do those things. Right? Now I invest my time in the things that are most important because time is one of the most important commodities we have. A lot of people say it's number one. I put it up in the top two or three. But it's one of the most important commodities we have next to love. So the thing is, be able to use your time wisely. So the thing is, you know what? Someone may be watching your show today. They might not agree with everything that I'm saying or everything that you're saying. But maybe if there's something in the nugget that they can take from it, you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take a nugget. And the nugget that they take doesn't have to even necessarily be something that they research. It means just something that just resonates with them, right? Like already you've said some things already about, like I like what you said um, about, man, we never learn how to be a human. I don't have to go and research that like, okay, let me see how many classes they did on non-humanity. No, that just resonates, right? So I'm just going to take that nugget and I'm going to build on that and be like, yeah, man. you know what? They, so now I know when I'm trying to help people. I have to understand where they're coming from. The thing is, you've never been taught how to be a human being. So you don't know these things. So this is something that this is a way that you can do it and still have some type of life where it's just like, OK, I'm going to I'm going to condense down. So when I started to make this consciously, this scared me. I don't really consider myself. I, I, I hate phones. I hate phones. I don't really consider myself a, a big usage, but when I said uh, you know, I was going to constantly disengage because every day there's a new story on this, this, and this. My iPhone, so I have an iPhone. But it's, a used, it's a used iPhone. I paid like 80 bucks for it. It's an old iPhone. It's an iPhone 6. <laughs> this came out in early 2000s. So I said, okay. I said, I'm going to consciously disengage. So every week, my iPhone, at the end of the week, it sends me a list. It sends me a stat on how much phone screen time I've had. Do you know, Matt, from the week one to week two, my screen time went down 82%. I said, wow, this is scary. I didn't feel like I missed a thing. Like, I was like, wow, 82%. Like, that's almost 100%. Are you kidding me? And I was able to get so much more done and be so much more productive. And, and even what you talked about, about, you know, doing things for myself and investing in myself. So it's just about, Right now, it's about being able to, like I said, with the pandemic shutting things down, being able to say, okay, you know what? What are the things that are important to me? So this is what epigenetics gets into. So now when we start talking, this is how it connects. So now when we start talking about epigenetics, for those who don't know about it, you're gonna hear a lot more about this.
0: Well, I no, want to jump in before you. I want to jump in oh, before okay, you dive in. Ahead. Just to, you know, my friends and I kind of joked. Um, you know that the Amish had it right. You know that they they don't use technology. They know how to grow food. They know how to support yeah. each other. and They know how to work in community. And one of my friends is a Native American, and he said, you know, you know, because he said uh, some some of the tribes that are near Sault Ste. Marie, in Canada, it's very very cold where where that is, and they and. Um, my family was looking at getting a bit of land there. And I was like, well, what's it like? And he's like, the only way that we've survived and that you would survive is through community. And that's so important. Mm. We kind of lost that community as well. And when you're talking about the cell phone, I, t- I totally agree. The Stoics will call it a-, a live time. Right. And when you're like sitting there and you're watching Netflix or you're scrolling Instagram and you feel like you need to, um, you know, get off it. Like if I weren't producing content, I wouldn't be on any of these platforms. Now, I notice and I'm aware of when I'm going on there and now I'm I'm consuming the content and that, you know a lot of it is not very helpful but you know I've curated everything on my feed so that it's information that I want. Right. So whether it's about workouts for fitness, so it's helpful information that I go apply, whether if it's, um, you know, stuff going on in the world. So I can be a little bit of an education for people who want to dive deeper. And I've consciously thought about this saying, okay, I'm ready to disengage from looking at my computer and going through the enormous amount of guest emails and uh questions and all this stuff i'm staring at a box like if you're filming me from up here you just see me sitting and staring at a an innate object this isn't really life you know and i can helpful and and can talk to people and do some certain things but i feel like it would be much better to be engaged in uh person to person whether I'm teaching martial arts to youth or I'm teaching martial arts to other people when I was snowboarding or I'm building something with my hands, right. Which I can't do at all. So I'd need to, you know, just help them around, but it's these basic skills that we're not taught. And then if you want to go into the world where you're, you know, into this kind of magic box that can have access to almost all information, it's good, but it's really hard to stay disciplined in just your research. Which this is mainly what I use all the screens and all the social forests to get information. But like you said, even that that the quest for knowledge can be really distracting in itself. And so, being very cognizant of the amount of time, how much time you're doing this versus applying it, whether it's your physical body, whether you're building something, whether you're you know even doing music, it's actually being created in the field that you're around. And so, I feel like that that um, distinction is incredibly important because this is a, a very predatory device. You know, someone Mm -hmm. gave it to me and a really interesting thing was like, you know, the whole entire AI system is basically like Satanism and it's this innate parasite that is sucking your life force. And I was like, oh, that's so dark. And it's like a way because the creator knows everything and it's connected and can see all of us. But this artificial way is for the way for uh, Lucifer to see everything. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a Crazy idea. Um, So I'd love for you to comment on that if you wish. Talk about epigenetics as well, because you're just about to dive into it. Um, But we also talked about earlier, I want to remember I asked this, but about the how you said it's consent based. And so Right, they have to tell us what they're going to do, which seems interesting. And this is what they told me in the law summits everybody said the same thing um, about like this is a consent based system that you're consenting these different things. But some of them I feel like I'm not consenting to this. And then my Mm -hmm. question to them always is what about, um, you know, the people who face like starvation or something, or, you Mm -hmm. know, the Bolshevik Revolution or Cambodia or these genocides I study? I'm like, I can't imagine that they consented to that. So, right now, what I've thought is maybe. People architect a system where humans will take that consent from someone else and they'll have to pay the karma, not the ruling one that kind of put the ants together. You know what I mean? It's like they're pushing us and dividing us. So I'd love for your uh, thoughts on those ideas.
1: Well, man, you 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 said a lot of great things there. So I'll just kind of go backwards with what you said. So when we start talking about consent, okay, because you're right, that could be a very sensitive topic depends on how it's framed. But the underlying, so they actually did a show about this where they talked about this. It's it's um, it's House of Cards. It's the last it's the last seat it's the last season that Kevin Spacey was on. So I think it's probably season five. So here's the thing: they say art imitates life, things of that nature. I don't use a lot of worldly edicts because um, they'll tell you that uh, the only thing true in life is death and taxes and Jeff Bezos proved that that wasn't true this is why they have now the alternative minimum tax because he wasn't paying any taxes so so you got to be careful about the things that speak and things of that nature and I actually believe you can live hundreds of years and that's a talked about a little bit in the book but not we can talk about that another time but so it's just a matter of just reshaping reformulating your mind you believe you're, you're going to die you're told you're going to die so we have people who live consistently to, a, a, to 200 years old and in their full strength Full strength and might. You know, we have these readings, you like, you read a, about a society like, um, like, um,
0: God, I, I call that, it society. I Q, just saw but, something, I saw something in the Bible too. It was like a thousand years, right? And then after Noah, it starts to go down. It was like a thousand, yes. and then it was 800, so, well, 700, the, 600, then 200. Yes. And I don't know what the correlation is to that. Here's, um, the cor-
1: here's the correlation to that. That's in Genesis chapter nine. So the correlation to that is directly to meet directly, directly. So if you go back to what the law, so if we even repeat people who aren't very spiritual, religious, who don't know about the Bible or about God, you go back to the way the world was designed, the laws, the laws gave us free reign over the fruit and anything what we call green leafy vegetable, anything that soaks up the sun. This is what our people ate. Those people in there live consistently, seven, 800 years consistently right? Noah lived about, Noah lived longer than Adam. Noah lived like 960 years. Adam lived 930. Methuselah lived lived over almost a 1,000. Um, Enoch, even though he got taken up, he lived about 400. So Abraham lived almost 200. So these are things that people used to do. So so the direct correlation when, when lifespan began to shrink is when God set the new laws in place because of the wickedness that was in the earth. So there was wickedness back then, so think, so think about where we are today, right? But whatever was going on today, what it seemed like back then, you got to be able to be like they really think we were wicked right but that sense of anti-community, anti-loving your neighbor, all of that stuff was so was so prevalent that now you have to shrink the time span that you do with humans is about 120 years. So that what you just said would directly correlate to Genesis nine, where the new law says that now you can eat Prior to that, they were never eating animals or killing animals. Now we're getting into where we're killing animals. So now, when we start talking about increasing our lifespan, now we're getting back into some of the to the, the, the original design. So this going back to what you were saying about the information. Information is a dangerous rabbit. You almost have to, like I said, it. it you just have to know the basics and then kind of just go by faith and take your chances because you can go down this hole where you think you're studying the right information only to find out there's either intentional misinformation, unintentional, because that's the best way to kind of get somebody is taking down a rabbit hole where things are true, 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 till you get to this point where it's false. Now, it it, it doesn't even matter whether you think it's true or not. You're just kind of going with it. So that's why I see this is where we get dog. Well, this is where we get the from Right. Yeah. That's it, it's a, it wasn't it's that one that. of
0: those. It's one of those uh, best uh, hypnosis techniques. It's like uh, 80 yes. or 90% truth. And then they start steering you. Um, and and it's, uh, you it's a dangerous thing because it's so effective. You know, one of the simple, I, I, I learned language patterns yeah. and all these different things. And one of the language patterns was five facts. Then you'd say one command, four facts, two commands right and that's where you just start to lead them right yeah. in, in a certain direction right and uh, you just say things that are true <laughs> you that, know what and I mean and, it, and you can make them so obvious and ridiculous but it would work I began to test it and I didn't use it for anything like nefarious but I was like you know I was in uh car sales or something like that I'd be like okay I'm going to kind of try these things or you know what I mean and, and it would like the effectiveness was quite shocking you know
1: yes the, the, the actual, there's actually psychological um, term the way they termed it it's called foot and mouth, door and face. Hmm. foot and mouth, door and face. and it deals with I can ask you to do just a bunch of little small things and then I'll actually do the big dangerous thing and do. It. And then the reverse of it is called door and face, foot and mouth. So I ask you to do something so great and outlandish Matt, you're like no way in the world. So then I come back because you feel bad and come back and I ask you to do something smaller, way smaller. And then you do it. And then I just get in that way. Listen, the, what we find out is the way life works is in simplicity and it works for evil and for good. Uh, the good is simple. You talked about that today it's knowing how to eat, knowing how to love and being a good human. That's very simple. The The inverse of that is very simple as well. And it's just, starting this little tread this little trail based on our our own internal lust and desires so going back there's nothing wrong with having desires we just need to have desires that line up with the cohesiveness and the and with the ecosystem um where, where everyone where no one is where no one is harmed not even yourself so um and we talked about so many good things
0: well let's um, go into uh, a little bit about the epigenetics because you line that up with yeah. epigenetics and energetics yes so i'd love for you to speak so, on that a little bit Epigenetics.
1: so this is where we get this from epi meaning above Greek for above g- genetics of course the genes so now we're going above the genes so anyone that has studied genes and this is and i don't know if you remember the human genome project remember that was a big thing that everybody spun up and they ended up spinning that down because they found out that what should have been happening scientifically wasn't epigenetics. So basically, species with less amount of genes typically should have had less character traits and less abilities and less functions. And what they were finding out is that species that had more, more sets of genes to be able to express themselves were less advanced than some of the smaller organisms that were more, that were more and more advanced. And there was no way to. There was no way to there was no way to uh to answer for that. So it was the example, the example good example is let's say Matt, let's say that you had a you only use five percent of your brain, right? So the world should tell you that man, you're only gonna get five percent results and you're not gonna be that smart as someone like myself if I use 80% of my brain. Okay, right? that makes good sense. That's okay. So what they end up finding out it was the opposite. Like, no, you're only using 5% of your brain. You're doing way better than the person who's using 80%, which which is, 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 that analogy is true today when you start talking about true success, true happiness. Like you know, I'm doing a vlog right now on not weight loss transformation or journey, but just happiness, right? And of course, weight loss is going to occur through that. But if you take a look at the people who are the billion, look at the Forbes list, right? The, for- the new Forbes list came out a couple of months ago. I always look at it and I pull the same stats all the time. 60% of those people don't even have a degree, okay? So the people who are the billionaires, the people who are the billionaires should be the people who are in school, master's degrees, Ivy League schools, Big 10 schools, you know, PhDs. In fact, the higher up you go, Matt, you should be making more money, right? You're a PhD, you should be, a, if anyone's gonna be a billionaire, it, you should be. it should be the PhDs, right? Um Scott McNeely left. Um he was you know went to North Farmington. He left North Farmington and became a billionaire. He left my high school and became a billionaire, the world's third largest billionaire. It was Bill Gates, Larry Ellison, Scott McNeely. Scott McNeely ended up selling this company to Larry Ellison, but he was the third rich, he was the third richest person. He dropped out of Stanford. Bill Gates dropped out of Stanford. Um, Eric Eric Schmidt and all those guys from Google, we already—they were up at U of M when we were there. All those guys are—all none of those guys finished school. All those guys saw what it was about, took advantage of an opportunity, and made a gazillion mm-hmm. dollars, right? So, 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 so when we start talking about epigenetics, so now because it's not fair. So, so you talked about the homelessness and things of that nature. Let me tell you something: people who are homeless and starving are doing much better. Are doing much better than the people who are. Here's the reason why. The people who got this, who are here, and we talked about this equation. So you said, you know, how do I feel about it? Here's the thing, the people that are here, we talked about, listen, everybody knows it's coming. And we'll talk about later with that movie, Cosmic Slot, because that talks about it from a social construct area. but everyone knows this is coming. So it's not even gonna do this, it's gonna do this because there was a lot of evil that went on because the people here let these people get to this point. There's no reason why there's any starvation in America. I'm talking about America in particular, none. Zero reason why there's any starvation. Zero reason. Uh, when you talk about all the projects, the bridge to nowhere, all these, I mean, there's a, tr- like in 2004, they reported, they did a GAO, GAO accounting of uh, of the government, and found out there was a trillion dollars that you unaccounted for. A trillion. Listen, a trillion dollars unaccounted for. So we just lost that. Matt, a trillion dollars would solve, solve poverty in America forever, because it doesn't cost anything to grow food. It doesn't cost anything you you buy an orange you not only get an orange back you have the ability to buy it to have a whole orange tree for centuries to come so a trillion dollars will solve all of our, our issues right but we don't even need that much so like i said in order to do in order for this great awakening whether it's this or this or whatever it is this has to do this so the thing is yes the people who are consenting probably were, were most likely on this level the people on this level are doing okay because you know what? As long as they have their self-integrity, they're not trying to masquerade and pretend to be anything. And The worst thing you can do is be something that you're not. And I actually had to end up doing it because I wanted to conform because I wanted the promotions at different places I was at. So I ended up being something that I'm not. I ended up changing everything and I ended up changing my relationships with my wife. It changed my relationship with my daughter. So I, ended, I ended up being the one. And I'm thinking they're changing, but I'm the one that ended up changing. Most of the people are masking, most of the people who think they're here. You think you're team winning, but you're really team losing. You know what team winning is? When you describe to me, Damon, we need to be concerned about food, water. I think you said like relationships and being a human being. Matt, that's team winning. You do that, you, you won in life. These people aren't about this. We're about how can we capitalize? How can we have more? How can we marginalize these people? Because what people don't realize is, just like a stock, for your stock to do well, someone lost money on that stock. People don't realize, there's two ways. It's not just this infinite. member, that we a, we're in a closed system. So when you're making money off of something, somebody's losing money, something's happening to that. This stuff is not happening, it's not just, it's this infinite f- fusion of, of, of resources and materials so so when you have you have this end up happening right um this is balancing the equation now they actually talked about this in a movie um it went over everyone's head i know I, no one's ever talked about this it was actually in a movie they did with the, one of the last marvel movies they did with a guy named thanos um i forgot what it was but it was the it was the last one i think iron man died it was the last movie they did with marvel and the thanos and he said this he said a couple of things are true he said the people he said he said I, so people looked at thanos so he said well, matter your perspective people looked at thanos in the movie and i don't know if you heard of him he looked at him as a villain with how he looked and all this stuff like that but what was he trying to do he said i am trying to balance the equation See, so we gotta look at what he was saying not how he was looking not even how he was moving We got to look at the intent of what he's saying. I'm here to balance the equation. So in this balancing of this equation, yes, maybe not everyone had the same type of level of consent, but we are, and listen, I'm not telling anyone not to like your democracy and things of that nature, but this is what he was saying in House of Cards. Yeah, I did all these crimes as president and I did this stuff, but you wrote the laws for me to be able to do it. So for example, we recently had, we recently, so, so, so <laughs> this is, so we recently, so, so Kwame Kilpatrick, I don't know if you know who he is, but he used to be the mayor of Detroit. So he was actually one of the youngest mayors ever in America. He was mayor in Detroit by like 30, 31 And they got him out of office and they said he was on these corruption charges. And, and really the only thing, like no one really even knows why he was in jail. They, they put him in jail for 30, prison for 30 years, high, maximum security prison. And they said, well, he steered contracts a certain way and his father, people around him took money, things of that nature. Okay, don't know if that happened or not. I know the work got done. I know he wasn't taking the money, the work got done. So we steered the contract a certain way. It's no different than someone else being in the office or what's going on right now and they're steering contracts a certain way. I worked at very large organizations. So out of the Fortune five, out of the Fortune five, the top five companies in the world, I worked for three of them, okay? And people, listen, those, Deals are not done over email or letters. Those deals are done over golf and dinner. Every single one of them. And they're, the people who are giving out the deals are doing pretty well on the back end. You know, either here's some money for this. Here you can have use of my cottage. You can have use of my private plane. You have this. This is the way that works. Well, it's illegal to do that at a city level. But you know where it's not illegal to do that, back? Up in Washington. What are they called? lobbyist. It's the same exact thing. So if I want to have, if I, so let's say if I want to lobby for martial arts in school, since you're into martial arts and you want to be able to have martial arts contracts all across the nation where schools have to teach martial arts. So you know the way you do that, Matt, is you collect money and you can do it through a PAC or through these other things. Legal, Matt, legal. You collect money and you give it to the lawmakers and say, you know what, I I gave you $100 million for your quote unquote campaigns, okay? You give it to them, and then in return, they vote the way you want them to vote. So for for the people who say that they're not consenting to it, we'll get outraged when we see something happen on the news, like, oh my gosh, Tommy Kilpatrick did this, or oh my gosh, this lawmaker did this. But we won't get outraged at what's going on with something, for example, the lobbying, which is the same exact thing, just in a different form and in a more dangerous form. Because the stuff that's happening in Washington, it may not affect us from a, from a micro level, but definitely at a macro level, it affects us. So this is what I talked about before. There's no new thing under the sun. So the thing is, the consent base is, this is what democracy is all about. It's about listen. The We can't have it both ways. We can't say that we're not consenting. I'm not saying you're saying this, but people can't say that they're not consenting to this and then be in love and enamored with democracy because this is what democracy and capitalism is about. Democracy is what? A government ran by the people. So anything that you see happen, now I'll just talk about in the U.S. If you see a corrupt, I'll just make something up. If you just see a corrupt government official, okay. let's say it wasn't someone on the cabinet. Let's say he was here, let's say he was two positions from the cabinet. So let's say it was somewhere uh, someone corrupt over in the Department of Agriculture. Okay. So, so you're like, well, they well, I'm not responsible for that person's corruption or what they did or they took that money. Yes, you are. Here's how you are. Because we have a system where we we, the democratic system, which is. Not just unique to America, something that's pervasive throughout the world, where we will vote for our a particular leader. So you vote for the president. Now, what does the president do? The president, so we're trusting the president to be the president. The president can elect and, and, and can elect his own cabinet members. So he elects someone from to, to, to uh, run the Department of Agriculture, right? So he trusts that person. So the trust went from you, now you trust the president, now you go from trusting the president to his cabinet pick, okay? So now, that trust, now you have trust in the cabinet pick, just by proxy. It's the way it works, it's the way the energy flows. You can't say that we don't, because you have trust in the president. You have trust in the president, and you have trust in his cabinet pick. You have trust in this cabinet pick, then you have trust in the person that the cabinet person picks. So if they're doing corruption two and three and four levels down it, it all comes back to you. So this is the great thing about democracy is that if there's any issues it's on you. If it's going well it's on you. But unfortunately, you know, we're seeing the other side of it where it's not going that well. We talked about poverty and things of that nature. But thing is, those people aren't don't face the same level of judgment from the perspective that They're good. I've listened, I've talked, this happened once. So I I actually saw, so Russell Simmons, he actually has something, he actually has an interview he did with somebody. Someone was like, yeah, I like having, uh," this interview was like, yeah, I like having money, I like having extra money, I like having cars, I like having all this stuff. I don't wanna be homeless. Russell Simmons, he's one of the first billionaires there was. He's like, listen, this guy who you're calling homeless on the street, he's doing way better than you because he likes himself, he loves himself. He may not love his situation, he likes himself. He loves himself. Where are people? Everyone's trying to say, get off Instagram and get off this stuff. Because what are they saying? The self-esteem, not just for the women now, now it's the men. The men, the self-esteem is at an all-time low. So so now you have now you have the poor who 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 may not have had the same decision-making power that have been affected by it. But when the equation balances, if this was wrong up here, this is not going to increase. It's going to increase like this because who has the morals and the values to be able to run the new society based on love and being a, a good human. These people. So I saw a guy once. So I saw it Rosa like, it. it's like,
0: it's uh, like the meek, the meek will inherit the earth. There You and go. You, you, you shared so many, well, I want you to continue, but you shared so many things. I was taking some notes, like yeah. uh, the way you, you know, the worst thing that you can do is to be something that you're not. And I heard, I go. love when you said that. And, um, There was David Weiss on my podcast who said, uh, you know, the purpose of life is not to sell your soul. And so, you you know, it's like, how do we be honest expressions of who we are and not selling out to um, something that goes against, you know, our internal compass, which we can feel and we know. Right, we have to yep. consciously choose to shut it off for um, competitiveness. Now, with capitalism and stuff like that, and like these overarching systems, I think you know you you address something that was good there. saying like, okay, we're consenting to this, but we fell asleep at the wheel to look at the representatives. Right, we all got yep. pacified by Facebook and all these different things, so we didn't hold them accountable for what they were supposed to do. Put the people in that situation, say, hey, and we can do that now. School boards are doing that now. All these people, you can go show up with a hundred of your friends and. Go go make sure that the right person is in there. Now everyone's kind of getting off the bench and starting to look at these systems to try to create some change, saying, whoa, 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 whoa. Because they're going to keep going. As long as there's nothing stopped, they're just going to keep going. Um, But with the food thing, I had uh, Jim Gale on and he's founder of Food Forest Abundance. And just talked about, you know, how you do a a little forest in your front lawn and how you could do this with cities. But the thing is, if everybody has food, you can't control the people and you can't steal their resources. Um, And it's illegal. It's a, In Michigan, it's
1: illegal to grow food in a lot of the cities in Michigan.
0: Oh, that's just – yeah, exactly. that's just un, unbelievable, you know what I mean? And so you can have your whole city front, like, you know what I mean? You're going to do, okay, this street's the apple tree street. This one's the orange nice. street. This one's – you know, this is cucumber block, nice. and everybody is taken care of. But, again, you can't control mm-hmm. them. But one thing I wanted to ask, and if you want to continue what you're talking, please do. But the question that came up when you said, you know, this balancing of scales, right, Yes. um how do you see that because on one part people could say the ultra powerful that have immense influence so the billionaires or these families you don't even know about so you hear about the rockefellers and things like that but there's probably other families or influences we don't know about where they kind of want to take and they're architecting and influencing at a high degree so yes. what do you think is going to put this in the order is it like cosmic is it is it the creator or how do you see that rebalancing as we navigate this and 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 I get the sense, and I just love to hear your opinion. If you if you are good and have an authentic heart and are doing, you know, are on the scale of being authentic, not mm-hmm. selling out, doing the mm-hmm. right thing, do you think you're going to navigate these coming trials in in Absolutely. a in a way that you know you, you don't have to be fearful of?
1: Absolutely, and, and the way to move. And you brought up, I, I like the way that you formulated that because the way you move in any situation is you can't move through fear. So even if it's information that's that you feel is um, negative information is it's it's you gotta turn that back around. Okay, so the glass is half full. So like like you said, we talk about the Great Awakening. Everyone's kind of scared. But these people right here, they're like, they're ready for that. Right. So it's just like, no, it's not the end, it's the beginning, right? So um no, um going back to going back to what you said, it, it's it's when you start when you start the so. So, yes, the way that is going to happen is because we already know that the creator, God, the creator, has everything under control. Okay, but here's the thing. People who are in even these evil Luciferian systems know that their time is up. How do we know that? What is one of the what's one of the axioms that we always use about power? Absolute power corrupts. Absolutely. What what evil power structure has ever had an infinite tenure on this earth? Rome, but before Rome, you had Babylon was one of the biggest, like you want to talk about an empire. Babylon was one of the biggest, greatest empires. People don't even know who those kings were. People don't even know Babylon. After Babylon, you had Persia. After Persia, you had the Medes. After Medes, you had the Greeks. These are societies. these are leadership structures that aren't here anymore. The Romans aren't here anymore. Um, so, so, So with that, there's no power, evil power structure that's ever just been pervasive. And actually, a lot of people don't know this, the Babylonian, a lot of those, the the original, uh, those uh, initial structures I just told you about those powers, they actually turned to good where they weren't like super, super good, but then they started seeing the error of their way and they start trying to correct that. A lot of people don't know about a great king named Nebuchadnezzar. He started out really evil. He ended up being one of the greatest proponents and and influencers of, of of worshiping God, believe it or not, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, a lot of people don't even know that story. And actually, that's in the Bible. You don't have to even get an extracurricular activity, uh, extracurricular book for that. So the way this is going to happen, it's going to happen in a very fluid and a very natural way. And is is it's one thing that it's not going to do is like these people aren't going to be. So one thing that we're getting out of this is about you know a lot of people who don't eat meat. While we're going back to that, a lot of you know people who are doing that for spiritual reasons is it's not going to be a war. This is not going to be a thing. There's going to be wars, but the wars are going to be between these power structures over here, right? But it's not going to be this thing. It's just going to be a very fluid thing because uh, one thing that COVID showed you can be rich and you can be affected by it. You know, we have a lot of famous people in Michigan that died from it. just a little. Think about this: a little, a little tiny virus. The tiniest, that's what made the movie, the Tom Cruise War of the Worlds so great, right? Everyone was ready to get it on. And then at the end of the day, they just released the virus that ended up killing everybody, right? So the thing is, they only have control of the, of the, of the, of the physical, but the world that we live in is physical and metaphysical. And the metaphysical was higher. The metaphysical, they tell you what, we have five, six senses. Science would tell you the metaphysical, they already know of tens of millions of different forms of sensing. This is how you can extract someone's blood. You can look this up. This is, this is I don't know what the exact term, but there's this all types of experiments. Matt, I can extract your blood from where you are. You can, you can extract it yourself. You can mail it to me, okay? And whatever symptoms you're experiencing over where you are living, like you're listening to music and being relaxed, your blood is going to show those same symptoms over where I am and if you're really excited you're fighting and flight, you're agitated you're about to come fu you're about to you know put some karate on somebody it will it, you know you're, so you're, you know your, your, your anxiety you know everything your, your your blood you know everything your your emotions are up your emotions are going to show it's going to show those same markers in your blood and we're hundreds of thousands of miles away so so what's the science behind that? So there's, here's the thing, there's more in the unknown world than there is in the known world. So they may have control of the known world, which they do, but there's more going on in the unknown world. And an example of that, no matter where the virus came from, no matter who invented it, it's here. It has completely changed. I mean, think about it. it has completely changed the way kids go to school, the way they view life. It has changed everything. And if this is any type of, if this we barely lasted a year like this, if this is sustained for any type of duration, it's 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 it's, it's going to be something we haven't seen before, right? Because we've become so dependent on the system, right? We depend. I'm dependent on everyone outside of the going outside of your community instead of building a community. I mean, what you said was great, and it didn't take a degree for you to figure that out, because this is how you know they they want poverty because. Where's the class on exactly what you said? All right, Matt, your street, you're in charge. Everyone on your street's growing apples. I don't care. Everyone's growing apples, right? The next street, Dame, my street, we got all the oranges. You got all of this. You got all the spirulina. You got the cucumbers. You got this. You got this. And we're all good in abundance, abundance. And guess what? We're not talking about just one harvest. We're growing orange trees. Apple trees, those are recy- that recycles, right? So when you have a system of inclusion, recyclability, and community, that lasts forever. When you have a cycle of greed, lust. The short-term effects is you get what you wanted. You get what you wanted. And this is God is an equal opportunity, and he's very fair. The people who wanted these evil things, this is what they went after. So this is what they got. Because the universe, the world, God set things up He will give you the things that you go after. Some of the, be- the best things is you just gotta wait a little bit. It's called delayed gratification. These people that are here, they ain't worried about what's going on here. They're not spending their time, like you said, looking at a box worried about what such and such person is doing on Instagram or whatever. They're just been here biding their time, just trying to be, and they may not be the most perfect person, they're trying to be the best person they can be and not losing themselves. And it's not even so much of a temptation for them because they're not in this. They're not trying to buy a car to make somebody like me, or have this, or have this five hundred dollars shirt so people think this about me. Who hate you anyway? So, so the thing is, at the end of the day, the thing that you spend your energy on, the thing that the energy is spent on, that's the thing that you get. So the thing is, you get this, and they got this, but it comes with a whole lot of other stuff. So now. If you deal with this and whatever you got through those fruits of producing evil, you have to deal with the error correction as well. So when the correction comes for it, it's just like when you were a kid, you know, if you tried to sneak out of a house or whatever, you have the ability to sneak out of the house. Right. But When you come back
0: and mom's waiting for you, you know, it, <laughs> well, I, you got to do it. Huh? I, lo- I love the idea of, of the correction and it makes me kind of feel hopeful. Um, I feel like some people yeah. are doing doing their best, but one of the cases, okay, so we live in this reality of of money. So I'd, I'd be curious your thoughts because some people are, are having their jobs threatened, right? And, yeah. and they want to provide for their family because for us to uh, have food, uh, we need to have the money and, and we need that money so we can do the things for our kids and all these different things where people make those choices so it can be challenging. Now on the capitalism side, I remember when I was in Nepal, I was talking to the monks and for me, I've always been very, you know, negative connotations about money and all these different things, you know, but so, so I don't think it it necessarily has to be bad, you know, after I've kind of like really analyzed it, I think there's a spirit to it, but I remember talking to this monk and I said, You know, in the Buddhist teachings, it says uh, desire is the root of all evil or -hmm. sorry, desire is the root of suffering. Right. And so I said, well, I've written this book, um, you know, when I wrote Zen Athlete, I was like, I desire for a million people to buy this book and um, to read it and to enjoy it. And he said, that's not desire. And I said, why not? And he said, because it's not for you, because you just told me the reason why you wrote that was to help kids understand themselves so that they can empower themselves in their lives. That's not desire. You're not trying to get that for you. You're trying to give something thing um and i was like oh okay Mm. i i I see that distinction and so with capitalism um i could see that too where we look at these things right and we got let's say i got a local uh person and they do all organic food and they do it the right way and then i got a person who does like monsanto and things like that i want that person to thrive in in a way that where where you touched on one thing I forgot to talk about was the account, the accountability. I think an awakened man or a woman um, takes hundred percent accountability for everything they have in their life and what they've done and their karma and the good and the bad and things like that. Um, and then they also think about uh, how can I give rather than what can I get right where you're willing to stomp on different people and do whatever it, ca- uh, it takes to get to the bottom line. But when you think about how can I give and what can I serve uh, or how can I serve, then we want that to grow. And we want them to be supported. We want that energy to go because it's cooperative. It's not diminishing anywhere. We're very cognizant of how we're doing that, right? Like uh, Patagonia, you know that company, where you know they have this story where they—I don't know—we're doing some business, and like I, I should remember, I bring it up all the time. But Patagonia basically could do a bad thing, and they were willing to put themselves out of business to not compromise and so everybody supported that brand and now they're a very well-known brand because they didn't wanna compromise their integrity um, by doing something that was harmful. And so that's where I could see capitalism or um, you know, creation. And, and at that point when you're doing that, that person's not trying to do it. So they get a bigger house. They're going to be taken care of. Right. And then that abundance allows us more free time and more cooperation and more the beautiful things in life, like community and raising kids and uh, having fun and exploring and sitting around fires and getting to know your neighbors and having potlucks, right. You don't, you know, you could have a potluck uh, under the stars and you could have it in a $40 million mansion. It doesn't really matter. It matters who you're around. And so I just curious your thoughts on, on that navigation, because I see a lot of people out there with the financial worries and things like that, where I understand it and where I try to teach and coach is into this gift of who you are and it's okay to receive, um, just make sure that you would do it no matter what, like with the podcast, people say, Oh, you know, uh, how's what do they say? Uh, how has it benefited you that you spoke out during the pandemic? I say, has it like they took away Patreon, they deleted all my accounts. But the reason why I do this is because I feel like it's the highest service that I can figure out right now until something else comes along, right, where I, I feel like I can uh, make an impact. And I'm kind of always asking to be guided. And I, you know, I don't know what the impact is, but I know I can try and I know I can intend.
1: Yeah, and that's one. So where you're at, I mean, that's a beautiful thing, because most people would have stopped or what you see when someone's money is affected, you see this a lot in Hollywood or with sports stars. They'll just go back and they'll backtrack and they'll be like, "Okay, I'm just going to do this." Like I, I you got to admire Kyrie Irving, right? I mean, there's a lot of people who are affected. Everyone's a, everyone who is affected by having to take the vaccine, right? Um, everyone who's affected by that, they're affected the same way, no matter how much money they make. So the person who has to quit their job, they making forty or fifty thousand you know, is probably impacted more. So I'm not saying it from this standpoint, but you know, you gotta admire a guy who has 17 million. It's not just this 17 million, it's actually like 205 million because people don't know he was days away from signing an extension because this is his, this is a contract year. So that means this is the last year that he's playing under contract. What he's allowed to do up until a couple of weeks ago, you were allowed to sign an extension. For four to five years to come. And that extension was estimated about at 180, 190 million dollars. So it's the 34 million he's gonna make this season, then the 180 he's gonna make, you know, and this is life-changing money, man. I mean, a couple hundred million dollars, you're talking about buying countries, right? And so to be able to take that stance and be like, no, I'm gonna stick with this. And, and and he's doing it from the standpoint where he's not, I'm not anti vax I'm not coming against these people. I just don't want to do it. And even with $17 million that I would lose an additional 180 or 190, I'm willing to say no until things change. And you got to admire that, staying true to yourself. So here's the thing: it's like I said, it's delayed gratification. I was in that same spot. And by me trying to control everything, I ended up losing it. I ended up losing it it anyway. Uh, this would be for another show, but I actually, this is someone I've had a very successful corporate career. Making several, not hundreds of several hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And I was, and me and my wife and my daughter we were homeless, right? And no one really came to our rescue to help us. I was homeless I, day to day. We actually lived in the library day to day. We, God was with us for a full year before we were able to kind of start trying to get back on our feet and rebuild. But now I, I'm not glad that that happened per se the way that it did. I understand why it did. My, now my perspective changed so a lot of this has to do with you can't live in fear and faith and this is why i'm glad that you reorient some of these so-called you know negative experiences that you know that are being predicted or are happening now so the thing is a lot of this has to do with faith and it's easier said than done it's easier said than done right because a lot of people out of they were very surprised i left in the position that i did the money that i made I Matt, I mean, my yearly bonuses. I mean, so I'm working for a healthcare company, a healthcare company is supposed to be taking care of people, but they're not. Man, my bonuses were like 30, forty thousand a year. Right? I had the mansion. I had the Range Rovers pay for. Right? So like I'm doing it. But you know, you see the compromise. And I compromised my well, I started to try to compromise myself in certain areas, and God wouldn't let that happen. So that situation was just removed. And I was so bitter at first, but then I began to really kind of understand. So, you know what? Our daily bread comes from him. He's our daily bread. And if you don't like I said, if you don't really know God, it's just listen. It is having faith, even if you just have faith in the universe. You the know, right is always good is always going to prevail. All this is right here, what we're doing right now. This is just a, a minor tug of war for entertainment purposes, just like what they call what happens in Washington. What did they call it? Political theater. I remember I used to watch. I don't know if you remember this, uh, but I used to watch the WW. Used to be called WWF. This is like in the 80s and
0: 90s. Oh yeah, buddy. That's Hulk the glory Hogan. days. Hulk Hogan.
1: Okay, you know the glory. <laughs>
0: days. That's Hogan. what is the real good stuff, <laughs> man. Macho Andre man. Andre the Warrior. Macho man. Goodness gracious.
1: Uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Jake the, the Snake. Robert. Yeah, that's the like all these guys, right? <laughs> So I would watch this, man, because I wasn't allowed to watch TV really a lot during the week, but they would come on Saturday mornings, right? And from 8 to 11, they would go three hours hard in the paint, right? <laughs> and I would watch this. And my dad knew my heart was really... I would watch it, and my heart was really into this. And my dad said, hey, man, you know this is fake, right? And I was like, nah, man, this is this is not fake what are you talking about. He said, no, damn it. He said, like, listen, he said, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, they're actually really good friends. They actually, when they get done wrestling, they go to dinner together. I said, no, nah, man. He hate they hate one another. This is what they had to say on the interview. He body slammed him. He took the chair. He did all this stuff. Man, listen. I, no listen, man. I was, I wasn't even having it to the point where my dad stopped talking, because he would talk to me about it for a long time. He stopped talking to me about it because I got began to get angry at him about it, right? <laughs> and and I was older. So I, I knew it was fake, but I was older. But I ended up seeing an interview where Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan were talking. And they were talking about how good friends they were. I was like, wow, you know what I mean? It's like just a matter of perspective because it looked real and they made it look real. But all, all it is at the end of the day, they already knew at the end of the day, you know, Hogan, oh, okay, we need you to lose this one because we got to get Macho Man. We got to get people and Elizabeth, into him and Elizabeth. But they're going to get married. So we need you to lose this one and he's going to win this one. But then you're going to come back and win the next one. Then you're going to be even bigger, right? <laughs> and so this is how they played this stuff out. This is what's playing out right now. All that's happening out is everyone's playing out their script. Everyone's playing out their role. Everyone, you, you've read the ancient, right? Man, how, these people talked about this stuff happening thousands of years ago. So the thing is, go ahead and let the, the evil people, let them do them. We don't have to be a part of it. Just let them do them. And that's going to play itself out. And then the people who are going to be true to themselves, we have faith that God's going to provide for them. This is what it showed during that time. God provided. me. I had no money, not a dime, nothing. God provided for me. He had allowed uh, random people to give me money to stay at hotels and randomness and this, this, and this. It was so much that ended up happening. That I was just like, man. So you begin to see when your faith is in the system, it's easier said than done. So this is a gradual thing. So what you talked about, you're way further on the curve. because I'm telling you, as soon as someone's Patreon count, as soon as they would have got the first warning letter, Matt, they'd be like, ah, nah, we're deleting and, and, and you've seen it I listen there's people who have bigger audiences just in terms of like you know if they're on like serious or something like that and they got the little they got the pinch put to them and they're like ah nah we're gonna delete that episode we're gonna recant we're gonna recant some things you know like i've watched some people who go so hard at something so passionate and then the minute they, they get on the news and i listen I, it's easier said than done like i said but the minute they get on the news and they get threatened with a lawsuit, they're like, oh yeah, let, let me go and can't say that didn't happen. I'm like, wait, hold on. Man, you did a whole show. You did five shows about it. You had these guests. You sold the videos. You sold the t-shirts. Like, man, you had me up on the website every day. I'm really thinking that this happened like this. But now, since you're getting sued, you know what I mean, and getting your livelihood threatened. So it's a matter of staying true to yourself. And It takes a process. And the best thing you want to do, be able to have to do, is have the God or the universe be able to test you. That's the best thing. Because like I said, the worst thing you'd be able to do is to be able to find out here where you really need to make a move and you're not able to make that move. And then the wrong move that you make is a detriment to your life, your family, or what have you. So this is what happened to me. I was on that trajectory, but thank God He showed me. I was just like, man, you know what? I was about these things, but then I changed. And I, and you can change in a way that you don't even know. You're making compromises that you don't even know. because Because we're making compromises every single day that we don't even know. Like we'll get upset because one person is missing, a certain person is missing because maybe they fit a particular demographic. Man, there's other people who needed that same type of news coverage every single day. If they would have had that type of news coverage, and they're alive. and they would have had that type of news coverage, you know what I mean, they would be found. So these are things that just little by little, we don't even put the demand to be like, nah. We talk about the news, we're gonna talk about the news that affects, the real news that affects us, and, we're going to have, and, and everyone, no matter man, woman, no matter what race or whatever, everyone matters in the sense that you're going to have the same type of coverage provided. We care about you enough to find you just as much as we care about anybody else so that it doesn't become a sensationalized story. And this is what ends up happening because of this. Because you have these things that happen, just like we had in Florida. We had that uh, uh, Brian Laudry and, and Gabby missing. I, I promise you this is going to happen. You, you heard it here first. Some—I I won't say the network, but I—I I, kind of know the network is going to do it. Some network is going to come out with a made-for-TV movie. Okay. They're going to make a made-for-TV movie. Now remember, like you have—you know—you have some parents that lost their daughter, right? And, and they don't even know what happened, but they're going to make a made-for-TV movie, and they're going to tell the advertisers, "We're going to charge you a million dollars for a thirty-second ad because we're going to get X amount of people who are going to watch this," right? They're going to get the ratings and they're going to do it. And it may be several movies. And it's a very, that may be a more aloof complicity, but, you know, some something of, that we compl- You know, we were in compliance with, but it's these types of things. So the producers, they aren't giving money to their foundation. They aren't giving money to help law enforcement, help other people. They aren't giving, you know what I mean? Any of this stuff It's just like, this is for profit. So we're going to take someone's tragedy, make it into a profit and watch. And listen, I've been, I'm a party to this. There's been tragedies that have happened to people. I've I've watched it. And because of that, they got to make a profit. Whether you buy their advertisement or not, they're only they're only putting it out there because they know people are going to watch it, right? People are going to watch it eventually. So um, so it's a thing where you just, you just go into it all at once and just be like, okay, I'm just pulling out of society, here's the truth be told. We're all complicit in the standpoint that anything that you think bad is happening has to continue happening with the way this set up. I'll give you an example. You see this all the time this has happened in Michigan we had doctors that were diagnosing people with cancer who didn't have cancer they're diagnosing them with cancer they didn't have cancer why is this because every cancer treatment you go to that's a thousand two thousand dollars boom, 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 boom. okay that particular doctor that doctor they, they're living in some very ritzy neighborhood there's very ritzy neighborhoods out here in Michigan in the suburbs out in Oakland County they're living there that same doctor is buying is helping the small man, the people that we consider low man on the forum. Because why? He's going to the subway, buying a sub for super lunch. So now that person low on the totem pole, he's he he's eating so, he he's got a job that he's able to maintain because this guy who's committing fraud is helping him maintain. He doesn't know it. They're just in there, there's another customer helping him, but it's happening. How do we know this is important? Because look at all the sub shops that have closed since COVID. So all that, every single foot traffic is important because the person, that corrupt doctor who's diagnosing people with, with fake leukemia, he's getting his clothes clean. He's buying stuff on Amazon. So now the Amazon drivers have a job. And guess what? He's paying city taxes. So now the the, 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 the city governments have problems. The police are, are not able to have jobs because of this. So it, it's to the point where it's just like, you got to be able to make some very localized decisions because if you start thinking about it from a too broad perspective, like I said, the society is set up where there's four trillion dollars made on healthcare, either directly or indirectly. Four trillion dollars every year in the US alone. Four trillion, okay? The annual budget in the. US is only two trillion. So the budget that gets passed in Congress every year is only two trillion dollars. So if you even just heal, if you just even heal 10% of the people, that's $400 billion. That is gonna have a tremendous ripple effect on the entire system, whether people think it will or not. Everyone's involved. So this is why at the highest level, we have to start setting up laws at the highest level. There needs to be an international body and international cohesion in terms of right versus wrong. Because because now the business that we're doing is international, so now it's mixed up international, right? So before, with the big three, it didn't really. Before it was like, oh, you just buy from the big three, big three, big three. But guess what? My spent how I spent over my time in Canada. Guess what? It was working for it was working for a, I was working in a foreign in a foreign country, but GM is, has a huge one of the biggest plans is out there in Asia. So what? What? Now we're not going to buy from the big three because you're in Canada? Of course not, <laughs> right? So it, it there, the, the complicity comes from it's all intertwined, but it's intertwined at the highest level in terms of, and this is not even Luciferian so much. It's it's just this is just the way the construct, and everyone has consented to that because the minute you say, hey, you know what, we're gonna we're gonna get rid of all corruption dealing with uh, doctors that do business, this, this. and this is why they're very selective in who they go after and how they go after, because the ripple effect is 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 tremendous and it affects you even though you think you're, you're, you're far away from it, it affects you.
0: Man, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Well, I, I totally agree. It's, we have to be accountable for what is going on. And one of the solutions, it can be in our community because we're not gonna fix it as a whole, right? And I like your analogy just saying, like it's a greater picture unfolding. Um, and this life is a mystery, right? The only, we only know a little bit of a little bit, right? But we do know our intent and we do know uh, right from wrong. And so can we stick in and hold to our integrity and not compromise little by little? Because when you compromise little by little, I'm just going to get this shot. And then little do people know it's infinite, right? You get the first one, second one, third one, fourth one, right? That's one thing or whether it's how you make your money or all these different things, you do these micro compromises, and they get a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bigger. And then all of a sudden, you've really just kind of um, diluted the quality of your soul. And, um, you know, you know, yeah, the short-term game is is key too because you know if we're just looking for profit-based, um, it's probably not ideal. And I feel like we're all gonna pass. We all know that life is not unlimited. And so on the other side of this, we're really gonna be you know measured. And I think I think of it as a, a way that like you're gonna see yourself. You know what I mean? That mirror. There's gonna be no. Uh, no places you can't see you're going to be reflecting on yourself in a very raw way. And however that works, I'm not sure, but I feel like it's probably a good idea to, to do good here and to help and to, um, you know, just do the best that you can. And so this has been amazing, man. I'd love to talk to you all night. I'm going to have to run though, but do you, do you, um, do you want to talk about anything else before we close it out and make sure that you tell uh, people where they can go find you in your book? It's just, uh, there's, there's somebody like, there's like 10 other rabbit holes I want to go down, but uh, I got to run, but you know, where, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we close it up and make sure people know where to find you?
1: Well, sure. Um, and thank you for this opportunity. I've really enjoyed myself. So I just want to challenge you on something real quick and then uh, give this email addresses. So here's the thing. You're right. We only know a little bit of a little bit, so what we need to do is we need to, so this new, so here's the thing, anything that's next level, if you already know it, if you already understand it, then it's not next level. So never say that we're all going to pass because you are all going to pass because someone told you we're all going to pass. See, someone told you that, just like they said, death and taxes. But, 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 but Jeff Bezos just proved, no, not everyone has to pay taxes. So it's only, this is what happened with Iron Einstein, it's only true until you find out that something that is not true. And that's how you know that's not a real truth. So the thing is, when you start talking about in, living in the infinite, then then we can't hold ourselves to what any of the axioms that we're told, and especially about death. And I'll get into that, because I'm going to do a blog next year about reversing my gray hair. Gray hair is, is reversible. So, and reversible with no products, we'll get into that. But, um, so the book, is um, shipping November thirtieth. Oh, you can get it. You can get a free preview if you go to Damon, D-A-M-O-N and Miko slash pandemic. Get a free preview of it. Um, love you guys. That you know, just drop me a line on what you even think about you know the book and you know what you what you thought about. It. But it's free preview. You can also order it there online. And um, I think I have a you know blog on there. There's some other things I talk about. I'm actually detailing a. 90 day transformation journey from happiness so you have that on there um so but yeah I uh, would love to you know love for your audience to be able to you know download that that free preview of the book and um be able to um you know start some some, some conversations on, on some of those things that are talking about just self-sufficiency so
0: amazing man well this has been a pleasure there's more rabbit holes to be discussed but i appreciate you coming on and i invite everyone to check out uh, your book and the work and to reach out but uh yeah man this has been great i appreciate you coming on yeah. all right guys thanks for watching see you in the next one peace There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Damon Rich. I hope that you enjoyed that episode. And if you did, please share it as far and as wide as you can. Leave a review on iTunes. Become a member at MattBelair.com and support this show and this work. Really helps during these times of insane censorship. But I appreciate you guys. I appreciate your time for opening your ears and hearts to listening to these shows. I'm going to keep bringing you the best possible guests that I can find to support you. Um, Also check out the Quantum Heart Hypnosis series that has audios for abundance, for self-worth, for confidence, for living your life purpose and overcoming fear and limiting beliefs. It is a very powerful set of audios that you can find on the website and also one-on-one coaching for those who are really serious. They wanna make their mark on this planet. They wanna go from a job to a calling and they wanna learn all the tools for peak performance to apply that to architecting their life of meaning and contribution for for the world and ultimately yourself because that's the most important thing. But uh, you know, when you know who you are, you are always of service to your community and the world and you're in alignment with spirit. It's a very beautiful and powerful way to live. So if you're interested in that, hit me up mattbelair.com forward slash coaching and I would love to hear from you. So that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. Let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close it out. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, contentment, power, courage, inspiration, connection, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.